Hello, everyone. Welcome to Fly the Coop. I am your host, Carrie Ann Carter. After 22 years in the real estate business, I've seen my fair share of people, stories, and experiences fly the coop in one way or another. This podcast is all about telling those stories. Let's jump into the coop. Welcome back, everybody, to Fly the Coop. Welcome to 2023. I am here today with Kevin Coulter, the new director of our sales division with the Carrie Ann Carter Group. Welcome, Kevin. I'm so excited to see you here today. Thank you, Carrie Ann. Super excited to be here. I am excited to share your story with everybody. So I think we should delve right in. I'd like you to share with the audience everything they should know about Kevin Coulter and your story. Sure. So I graduated with a design degree um, back in 1995, 96, and um, moved down to the Twin Cities. I'm I'm originally from uh, the Brainerd Lakes area. And um, I was in the design industry for about seven years and um, kind of got into the sales aspect of it. Uh, designing kitchens and baths and being on the floor with clients. One of my and favorite I, things. I love Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I realized um, pretty quickly that I not only had design skills, but I also had people skills uh, and I love people. Um, so that kind of transitioned into um, pur- purchasing a small business um, back in 2004, 2005, uh, property management. Um, up in the Brainerd Lakes area on the Whitefish chain uh, were most of our clients. And uh, we had a home watch business up there, kind of a white glove concierge service, so to speak. And um, we took care of vacation homes, second, third, fourth, sometimes homeowners, fifth homes. Um, And um, had a a good time doing that, created a lot of great relationships, learned a lot of things about, you know, a lot about small business, um, people skills, uh, managing projects, managing people. Um, and that turned into, after about seven years, that turned into an opportunity to manage an estate home out in Aspen, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we, yeah, wow. we, we, we sold our small business, um, uh, and we, we moved to Aspen and lived in the home on Red Mountain and, um, we managed that estate. We had a, a contract for uh, just about a little under a year. And uh, after the contract was up, my wife and I decided, you know what? Real estate is really where we want to be. I've always had a lot of friends and family in real estate. I had clients telling me I need to get my real estate license. Um, so we didn't renew the contract and we um, ended up moving to Florida where I had a friend working for Century 21. I also had one of my old clients from our home watch business had a vacation home out there um, in Venice. And um, he talked me into getting my Florida real estate license and get into property management. He said, that's where it's at, property management. <laughs> uh, so I did. I, I moved out there and um, got my Florida real estate license. And I joined uh, Berkshire Hathaway. Um, there are three offices, Marco Island, uh, two in Naples. And I joined their rental division. Oh, wow. And um after three years, uh, and a wonderful broker, um, June Prophet, who was kind of my mentor and, and my guide there, guiding me through the craziness of uh, real estate on the property management side. Um, after three years, I became a top producer at Berkshire Hathaway, um, 
over the course of that last year, I had a friend in Minnesota who was buying rental properties. Mm -hmm. And he said, Kevin, you got to check out Renner's Warehouse. So I did and uh, kind of fell in love with their model. I also wanted to kind of get back to Minnesota and be closer to my family. Family is super important to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't really have that you know, that work-life balance in, in Florida. So we we moved back and um, joined Renner's Warehouse in 2015 uh, as a as a uh, an agent. So I got another real estate license in Minnesota. So how um, many licenses is that now? Uh, two. Okay. Um, eventually it'll be four and I've kept wow. up with all of them. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, we get back and um, after three years, I became a top producing agent at Renner's Warehouse in the president's circle uh, in 2017 and um, did a lot of mentoring new agents and uh, helped out uh, internally um, with kind of coaching and mentoring. And um, that caught the eye of uh, um, the VP of sales who talked to me about joining our Denver team as the sales director. And um, I I thought about it and thought about it. And I'm like, you know what? I, I really love this company. I love um, helping people and mentoring people and leading people. Uh, so I joined uh, in 2018. I, I joined uh, the team out there in Denver and became the sales director um, and ran a small team there and kind of got the the business up and up and going. And after about a year and a half, uh, the position opened up in our second largest office in Phoenix, Arizona. And my boss says, do you want to move to Phoenix <laughs> after I was just getting settled in Denver? Um, and I said, you know what? Why not? Uh, mm-hmm. let, let's do it. Um, my wife and I don't have any kids. Uh, it was kind of an easy transition, um, as easy as it can be, I guess, moving cross country. Um, so in 2019, later on that year, I, I joined the, the, the Phoenix Tucson office our second largest office and uh, managed the team there and, um, and grew that and got into investment sales heavily there because we acquired a company in 2019 called own America and, and brought them on. And um, so a lot of working with our retail property management clients, working with our new clients, we were onboarding these big institutional investors, a lot of mom and pop investors and started doing a lot of sales transactions. Um, in 2022, in July, um, I resigned from my position there because uh, we had a sick family member back in Minnesota here. My parents are getting older. And yeah. my wife and I, again, just went back to that work, work-life work balance. We're like, you know what? We got to get back home and just get back to our roots so we came back and um, I took a little bit of time off. We did a little traveling. And uh, as I was getting back into the workforce, my wife said, you know what, just don't take any job, you know, take the one you really love. And when I came across Carrie Ann Carter Group and started researching and following on social and seeing really what the brand and the people were about, I, I fell in love. So um, sent in my resume and Carrie Ann and I had a great first interview. <laughs> Yeah, we did. Um, and kind of um, rest is history, I guess. From there, yeah, so. absolutely. So I am always so grateful when I cross, and it's rare, right, to find those, the synergy and the um, opportunity to partner in this business with somebody who's really well aligned with the vision. Uh, and that's what I saw in Kevin Coulter. 
I saw somebody with an extraordinary um, history in this business and an extraordinary growth experience, like your bandwidth and repertoire of, that's the right way to say that, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know, the um, movement of your transitions that you had the opportunity to fall into in some part, in some ways you drive that in some ways it just, it's like luck. Like these opportunities are presented because you throw it out to the universe. I always say to the team, you put it out there and it's going to come back to you tenfold. And when I was looking for a director of sales, um, as I'm growing this model that we'll talk about today, that's what I saw in Kevin immediately. So I'm just so honored and so excited uh, for 2023 because I just see great things happening and so many shares. Yeah. I don't want to business, both, yeah. but in the podcast too. Yeah. 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 And we we share that same that same vision. Um, and a lot of our characteristics are the same in our philosophies. And my big one is culture. I, I love culture. Surround yourself with with good people and great things will ha- happen. Yeah. And just that positive mindset. I mean, I could tell you story after story after story of me just biting my lip, maybe not yeah. really wanting to do something. I do it anyway. It's just kind of in my blood and my my DNA and mm-hmm. good things come from that. And right. um, I just um, can't say enough about just the positive attitude um, that got me to where I am. And when I met Carrie Ann, she kind of had that exact same <laughs> positive attitude. I'm like, I want to surround myself. Um, you know, I want to be around and surround myself around this team and Carrie Ann in the Carrie Ann Carter group. Yeah. Thank you so much. I mean, it's been fun. Um, Kevin on board, it's been maybe a month now. And as many of you have been watching, we've been growing and brought on another wonderful addition, another group of agents really coming into fourth quarter. And, you know, every single person um, that uh, we bring on board, we're my sole goal. And I know Kevin's as well, where we're well aligned is their personal growth. The whole idea after 20 plus years of doing this, there's not nearly enough hours in the day to help all of the people who need support and help in the business of real estate, meaning their transition and their acquisition of whether it be personal homes or investment or whatever it might be, right? So people come to us and you can kind of tell because this business requires grit and drive and dedication and commitment beyond your wildest imagination if you've not done this before. And each individual team member uh, that we have as as an existing group and as we expand, they all have that in their own beautiful, independent way. And watching Kevin um, come on board and be able to participate in conversation with each individual and just listen to that camaraderie and that excitement and understand the amount of time uh, and energy, which is the very reason I have Kevin here because there's only 24 hours in the day, right? And there's only so much of one person that goes around. And what I felt is I didn't have enough time to invest in each individual. um, And I needed that support out of Kevin. So I'm so excited for each of them um, this year they all are, they have huge aspirations and I believe and have every confidence each of them are going to hit their goal. So tell everybody a little bit about what that's like, because it is a full-time job plus. It really is. Yeah, it it is. And um, 
you know, over the years, I've realized that, you know, I have that emotional intelligence that it takes to understand, number one, myself, and, and know who I am and feel confident in myself, um, be, being authentic and honest. And that just resonates with people. Um, and, you know, not everybody, but the people that I've been hiring and coaching and <clears throat> mentoring over the years, um, you know, some of them have become top producers. Uh, some of them gone on to other things that have um, kind of used, you know, what I tra- trained them and coached them and mentored them on to to lead to a, you know, a, another stepping stone. Mm-hmm. Um, in Denver, one of my agents that I hired um, mentored him and trained him. He actually took my spot as the sales director when I left. He's still there. That's um, awesome. When I got to Phoenix, um, hired another agent, mentored and trained him over the years. And he took my position uh, when I left um, uh, the Arizona market. Um, so that that's really what makes me sleep well at night and uh, mm-hmm. get great satisfaction out of, you know, leading teams and mentoring individuals and coaching them. Um, get a get a lot of satisfaction out of that, and um, and I I think the the team members do too, um, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just a, it's just a lot of fun, um, you know, coaching and mentoring and watching them grow and you know overcoming challenges and objections with them and kind of you know living in the trenches with them and uh, helping them overcome um, you know a transaction that fell apart or you know right. getting a new client on board that's been on the fence for a year. Um, mm-hmm. all that stuff is, is, um, super fun. I was really good at it when I was an agent and, and, uh, it's fun, you know, coaching and mentoring and leading someone to, to kind of the other side. Totally so. agree with you on that. And it's a absolute collaboration that requires more than one person is not enough, uh, with that, um, need for growth and that support that has become a very complex business, you know, in my opinion, there's just so many, different um, layers that have built over the years and the complexity there's there's um, absolute benefit to the technology I call it around all business in the world most importantly real estate that's what you were doing but it also uh, brings a layer of complexity and an amount of time there's a layer of time to manage all of this and it's not possible as one person to do that um, as an individual agent, even it's that's an overwhelming, overwhelming thing, which is a great segue as to why I think both of us believe this team model has real relevance more now than ever before. Don't you think, Kevin? Just because of that very issue of the layers and the complexity to be a brand and to be yeah. supportive to your client base is a Teamwork makes the dream work on that for sure. It's yeah, hundred percent yeah. agree. Yeah, hundred percent agree. The the team is really what makes the the individual. If you have a, a good culture, um, you you got a great team that creates great individuals, and uh, you know that's that's kind of the exciting part about you know building a team and the culture is watching it grow and watching everybody work together. And, you know, with our business here, we have the, you know, the sales end of it and we have the, the operation side of it and we have the social marketing side of it. Right. And then, of course, we have the client side of it and um, everyone's social style is different and uh, it's learning how to really work with them. Um, you know, your brand with just being that full service concierge brand is just, um, you know, just a wonderful thing. You know, I don't I don't know where 
customer service went over the last few years, but it seems oh. like it just died yeah. wherever you go. It doesn't matter yeah. what industry. It's just, yeah. it's sad. It um, is sad. So, so it's super fun to keep that, that client service um, high level and give them, you know, that five-star service that everyone used to get mm-hmm. um, and, and keep that going and, and coaching and training and having that team culture that believes in that. That's super powerful. Yeah, um, because that goes a long way, as you know, Carrie Ann. You built your business off of referrals and um, helping one person leads to helping ten right. um, of or their referrals it. down the road. So mm-hmm. that that's uh, that's a great thing about um, just having that mindset of that team and that culture, and and really the client is number one. So always, always has been that uh, the customer service component. I absolutely, you and I talked about this a lot, so much. That is so the meat and the necessity in that in any industry. And it's so not out there anymore. It is really sad and we're driven by it and we coach around it. And there is no, I mean, obviously all of the technology and all the lead generation systems that are a part of this business now, that's an expectation and has to be a part of it. But at the end of the day, everyone, there is nothing better than that organic one-on-one personal relationship. And it comes back to you tenfold over and over and over again. And I live and breathe by it for sure. 20 plus years of business. And it was built off of those personal relationships and open houses and conversations in grocery stores and EFC, you know, like all the different classes you go to and raising children, that's this business. And when you're passionate about something, it rings through, it really does. So as you're looking at recruitment, Kevin, and you're looking at, because we've got a whole 13 county region that we're neck deep in, Plus, we do so much more that people don't realize. Mm-hmm. I, I think you're fully aware of all those things. Why don't you rattle them off for everybody? What sure. do I'll do? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, building building the team is important to us, and 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 growth, and um, finding you know that right agent that fits into our culture, and and finding you know, not every agent is the same. I, I would rather have. 10 completely different agents than, you. you know, 10 all the same. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have agents on the commercial side and, um, you know, we have agents on the investment side. Um, you know, I'd love to bring on more of that diversification to our team, um, handling, you know, all aspects of, of real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we do, you know, on the commercial side and, and, uh, the investment side, the retail side, the the luxury high end side, the the new build side, the um, you know the first time home buyer side. Mm-hmm. Um, we have such a great diversification here, and looking really to to build on that and um, bringing on new team members that can um, be a, a great asset to us moving forward uh, mm-hmm. and kind of our vision and our growth. Absolutely. A lot of people... So when I started in 1998, I had a beautiful mentor. Her name is Mary Ann Bulow. She's still out there. I'm hoping to see her here in the next week. And um, she was one of the first female realtors in the Twin Cities in the late 60s. Amazing mentor. In the first two years, just that hardcore trench attitude and running uh, open houses every weekend and being a part of 
every opportunity possible to put myself not in not only in front of mentors that have been in the business for a long time, but also clients. And I'm going to just dip into this quickly because it really speaks to the opportunities are there if you want them to be. I always say, throw it out to the universe. It'll come back to you tenfold. I met an investor. I got a phone call on a single family home and it turned into a showing on a 16 unit building that which turned into a future listing for me that delved into an opportunity um, to meet another group of investors. And that year between the years of 2000 and 2005, I'd maybe did about 18 million in commercial work, investment work, multifamily, um, single family investment, um, 186 unit building, um, just through opening up those conversations. Uh, everything's available. And I loved all of it. Like a lot of people tend to go down a path and they get very fixed to a specific area or region or kind of real estate. Every single thing, I was just gobbled it up. Like I loved the Victorian home on Summit Avenue. I loved the mansion over in Kenwood just as much as I loved, you know, the 16 unit cottage setup where they had these four micro buildings with four units each and they were ready for renovation. And I brought a design team in like all of it's there for you. So you get into a community in a city and you delve into this and you build a team. There's so much business out there, everyone. There, enough for everyone. It's just passion drives it. You know, going out and being articulate and communicating. So the cool part of having a Kevin or myself there is you have those resources to dip into to help elevate your experience and help those people that you're in front of, whoever that might be your mom and dad, your friend, your sphere, your church group. You're just, if you love on real estate, you're going to sell an amazing book of business and be able to help so many people. And that's what I love about this business. Um, let's talk on things like 1031 Exchange, Kevin, uh, cross-border work that we're doing. 50% of the population right now, everyone is you know, kind of right-sizing. They've been in their home for 20 plus years. And we'll talk regionally. Everyone wants, like we're in a state where people want a landing pad here. They want to have a home here, but they also want to go to a warm climate because we've got right almost two feet of snow on their ground right now. They want a little break. So they want a place in Florida or Montana or Texas or wherever. How can we help people like that? And how can we teach the team to help those people? Yeah, it's just, it's kind of, you know, I don't want to say thinking outside the box, but maybe thinking a little differently, um, yeah. you know, for the the buyer you're working with here in, in Minneapolis and, you know, you show them three, four or five houses and you finally find one and you move them in and, you know, congratulations on your new home. And, um, you know, you, you call them up one last time just to thank them. And, and, uh, you know, they answer the phone and say, Hey, I'm, I'm busy right now. I can't talk. Uh, we're in the middle of renovating our next rental property. And you're like, what? Yeah. And yeah, we have 22 rental properties in Minneapolis. Oh, <laughs> well, I can help <laughs> you with that. <laughs> right. Um, some, some people get uh, so, yeah. so attached and so fixated on kind of that. Let's, let's get them in this house. Let's get them in this house. And they, mm -hmm. they don't ask the question like, Oh, you know, um, so it, you'd be surprised um, how many people own investment properties and not just here in Minneapolis, um, mm -hmm. all over, all over the nation. Yeah. And, um, you know, you get those calls, um, you know, now that I've seen the Colorado market and the Arizona market and the Florida market, 
um, and meeting people all over from every different market, being connected all over the nation. It's such a small world. Right. Um, but yeah, you just you just have to really open up your mind and understand that, um, you know, the investment side of things is pretty big on on kind of the SFR, the single family rental. Right. Uh, Multifamily is getting huge. Uh, a lot of people are kind of shifting and, and putting their money maybe out of the strip malls in the office space into more multifamily. Right. Um, you know, from the work from home model that's been going on. For so long, companies are realizing that, wow, we're, we're just as productive working at home. We don't need to rent this office space anymore. That's a real um, thing, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's kind of shifting a little bit. Um, you know, more and more investors are investing in the, the multifamily. And, uh, you know, this SFR really became a thing back in 08, 09 during the housing collapse. And some of these investors started scooping them up and realizing like, wow, this is actually a, a really good asset class uh, to diversify my portfolio in, right. um, you know, getting 10 plus percent returns on that investment. Um, so it's a, it's a thing. And, um, you know, the big institutional players, of course, have really stepped up, but there's a lot of, there's a ton of mom and pops out there. I mean, the institutional investors just are a fraction of the ownership of, of single family rentals, uh, homes, condos, and townhouses. The rest of them are, are mom and pops that own, mm -hmm. you know, between maybe one in one in a hundred. Um, it's and so, um, so it's just asking the right questions uh, uh, on those and just kind of picking their brain a little bit and not be so fixed on let's just focus on getting them into this house. Right. <laughs> Right. Which is which is easy to do. I, you know, I'm guilty of that as well. I had a client one time where I worked with him for over a year, and I was so fixated on his 19 rental properties he owned. I I didn't even realize he owned a bunch of land <laughs> until he said, <laughs> "I think it was a phone call." I'm like, he's like, "I'm busy. I can't." I'm like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, I'm I'm staking out the my new my piece of land here with the surveyor." I'm like, "Oh, you you have land too?" Um, so it's just kind of you know, asking, asking questions and, so you and end up, really opening up the conversation. Didn't you actually represent him on a land sale then? In we did. Yeah, we got, yeah. we got the sale. Yeah. He was actually, um, thinking about listing it. He had the surveyor out there. Um, and, and, uh, yeah, we talked to him at just the right time. Um, thank goodness. But it's one of those things where I could have got in front of that if I would just would ask the right question when I was dealing with him for the whole year, trying to onboard him uh, as a client, you know, right. um, just, I was just, you know, so in, entrenched in his rental properties. You know, I didn't even think about anything Easy else. So yeah, I'm guilty of it too. Um, but so yeah, just, I'm just my brain, you know, me and my flittery brain that I've got, Kevin. How many licenses do you have again? You have four licenses total? Yeah. Yeah. I have a salesperson okay. license in Florida. I have a associate broker license here um, that I just got on the last six months here in Minnesota. Um, I have an associate broker license in Colorado and I have an associate broker license in um, Arizona. I did know that all yeah. of that. That's impressive. Yeah. That is impressive. Yeah, and the, the, it's hard the to state, keep that up. <laughs> it, it is. It, yeah, the state exams uh, don't get any easier. No, they don't. Um, keeping up with the CE credits, some states are easier than others. But um, I wanted to keep all my licenses in in good standing. Um, mm -hmm. You know, mainly for that kind of that networking and that referral business that that yeah. you do. 
Um, you know, Absolutely. if I ever decide to buy a retirement home in, in Florida or Arizona, I'll, I'll have the license. I think to me, it's just worth the couple hundred bucks uh, in, in CE credits to keep it going. Yeah. Um, then, then to let it go. And then, you know, if I ever move back and retire somewhere in 15, 20 years, I'd mm-hmm. have to go through all of the courses again to, to get my license active again. So I yeah. just decided to keep them active and keep them in good standing. Good for you. That's impressive. Yeah. That's really impressive. So that's that's quite the schedule. How do you manage your work-life balance in all of that? <laughs> like what's your thing that you love doing or things you love doing that fill your soul? What does that look like for you? What it's, goes on um, behind the scenes on your quiet time? Yeah, good question. So um, it's family for sure. Um, married my wife, um, Busley. Uh, we've been married 20 years, just had our 20 year wedding anniversary. Oh, happy anniversary. And um, yeah, our, my, my go-to thing to do to kind of just kind of relax and clear the, clear the mind, clear the head, so to speak. We, we walk a lot. Um, mm-hmm. So I bought a, a Fitbit a while back and I started wearing it um, when, when I got to Denver and then in Arizona, and out of the, all the years that I was there, I was averaging 10,000 steps a day. Wow. Um, okay. Which, which is about four and a half miles. Um, now, my dog is a big inspiration and a big part of why I did that. But if you would ask me years ago, hey, you're going to do 10,000 steps a day for you know five years in a row, I'd, I'd be like, no way, you're crazy. <laughs> um, but you kind of get addicted to it. Um, I find that these walks that I do in the morning and the evening are just, uh, you know, I see so many things uh, in nature. I love nature. I grew up in the country. Um, I'm a big photographer. I took photography classes in high school and college. Love taking photographs. Love bird watching. Um, I still love art uh, and design, and and still do a lot of uh, you know artsy, crafty projects um, with my wife. She loves to to do that kind of stuff too. Awesome. Um, and, I love that. and then, uh, you know, I have a big family. So getting together with uh, my family now that we're back in Minnesota again, um, that that's super important to me. You know, fa- family is, uh, is really the number one thing uh, in my life um, on the, of importance. So yeah, it's so important to be able to, um, the time is so fleeting mm-hmm. and making sure that you remind yourself every day how to find that balance. So you're giving enough to your immediate ecosystem, which is so, so important. Your family, your spouse, your partner, your parents. Um, it's just a really big deal. And I think something that is very coachable because like, it's really easy to lose sight of that when you're trying to build a career. Uh, time management is a big challenge out there, don't you think? Yeah, it, 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 it is. Yeah, it's a huge, huge problem for a lot of people. And if you, you know, study and, and read and learn how all the successful people do it, mm-hmm. um, they do it by living off of their calendar, basically. And just they've they've really mastered time management. You know, not everyone does it the same, but right. um, you really have to, you know, really get good at systems and dialing in your calendar and mm-hmm. kind of living and breathing a schedule and that daily rhythm every day. Yeah. 
And I mean, all of us dip in and out of that. Um, We try to be, I think we just did a coach. We did a call with the team yesterday and the living and breathing around the calendar and understanding if you're hitting that at 70%, you're doing good. You're doing good. Yeah. Yeah. If you can, if you, you don't have to do it hundred percent every day, but if you can do it at least 70% every day, you're going to be extremely successful and, and any successful, uh, you know, CEO or successful entrepreneur or business owner will, will tell you that, you know, just have to really have your rhythms dialed in and stick to them every day. And, and, um, you know, I think the, the human, the human brain is kind of, you know, genetically meant to have structure in their Mm -hmm. life. It's not meant to wake up and, and just willy nilly and just wing it every day. It's not the, the human brain just isn't really meant to do that. Um, creating structure relieves a lot of the stress and the anxiety and it, it builds a rhythm and you get in habits of, uh, you know, just having that kind of that daily rhythm down. Yeah. Uh, and we coach it constantly because it's, I think, one of the biggest challenges, especially in this business that people do struggle with. Um, I mean, I've got when I get up in the morning and when I work out and when I go to bed, um, locked into the calendar and it may be within an hour, but it's got, it's getting done. You mm-hmm. know, you're, you're going to have interrupt everybody. It's just part of life. You know, things come up with kids and home and family and pets and crisis with a team member. Things happen. But as long as you're time blocking the necessities of, you know, we've got something called hour of power. We live and breathe by it. This time of year, at least two hours a day, I say to the team, two hours a day where you are talking and visiting and checking in and, you know, feeding your people that you are loving on um, good information and checking in with everybody. It's an important part, especially in this business where you're completely independent. Got to have that, have to have that structure. Absolutely. Yep. So what's your number one favorite thing in your calendar each day that you can't wait to get done? Like you're super psyched for it. What's that number one thing you love? Well, the the walks yeah. with my wife and my dog, I, I honestly, I, I really look forward to it. Um, some days I don't like today when we're getting blasted with snow, my, my dog doesn't like to walk more than 20 feet. Uh, but I, I do really look forward to that and enjoy that a lot. It gives, uh, you know, my wife and I time together and I can clear my mind and, and clear my brain. Um, you know, I, I really look forward, forward to that a lot. Um, but I also, I love the people side of things. And, uh, you know, once we, um, you know, get rolling here um, with the team, it's going to be fun to, you know, get out on the field with them and um, get into open houses with them. I'm going this weekend um, with Sydney uh, um, to one of our opens and meeting with um, Robin tomorrow. Um, I, I always looked forward to that um, in my past, you know, my past company, um, so I, I get excited. And like I said, it makes me sleep well at night mm-hmm. and uh, gives me satisfaction and, and kind of a sense of purpose. So I, I do love the people, the people side of things and, and coaching and mentoring and just getting in front of people. Um, just love the diversity of every individual and their social style and how they work and, and just uh, super fun to see that. So 
Well, I'm so excited, Kevin. I'm excited to introduce you to everybody out there. Kevin Coulter is an amazing um, person to know everyone. So uh, we look forward to visiting with Kevin again at the end of January because we are moving through first quarter with big plans and we can't wait to share them all uh, with you. So if you've got any questions, check out Kevin on social and uh, reach out to us directly. If there's any questions, we'd love to visit with you. Kevin, I really appreciate you being on the podcast today. Thank you so much. You're very welcome, Carrie Ann. I appreciate you inviting me. Super fun. And I'm excited to interview you again. I think there's going to be a lot of fun things to share with everybody. All right. Very cool. Everyone stay tuned uh, for next week's uh, show. And thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Fly the coop. We'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Fly the Coop. Be sure you subscribe to the show and leave us a review. I sure would appreciate it. We'll see you next time in the coop.